And welcome to the Deuce Podcast. I'm Brad. And I'm Jeremy. And Jeremy, we are starting. It is summer. It was the first day of summer, the longest day of the year uh, a couple days ago. And we are kicking it off with uh, a summer series that we decided to do with sequel movies that involve summer camps. Summer camps. Summer camps. This does not include the sequel to Daddy Daycare, Daddy Day Camp. We've already done that. Go back and listen to that because no one did. Um, and I believe it's one of our greatest episodes. To yeah, the truth. Some nice little nuggets in that, but we are doing uh, sequels, of course. That's our whole podcast, and uh, we uh, are doing summer camp sequels. So we are going to do this is episode one oh six. We are going to do Adam's Family Values this week, and some people say that this is a Thanksgiving movie, and I disagree. I disagree as well. I wholeheartedly disagree. And some people say, this is my favorite Thanksgiving movie. Why? Well, it's set at summer camp. Yeah, and I get it. Like, why have that yeah. as a theme in summer camp? But you know what? We'll talk about that. Yeah. But, yeah. You know. So, uh, but first, <clears throat> but first I need to clear my throat. <clears> throat. I don't know why. I was doing my Gomez Adams impression. Um, we are uh, part of the no phone of that. Yeah, that's a terrible impression. You're looking at me like, what the? Uh, we are part of the No Phony Podcast Network, Jeremy. What is the No Phony Podcast Network? It's a podcast network. Correct. All right. Now back to Adam's family. <laughs> No, the No Funny Podcast Network is just a, a ragtag team ragtag. of various podcasts. Um, we come together. We have all sorts of different genres and all sorts of different approaches. Uh, but we come together and support one another. Uh, this month, the uh, uh, featured podcast is Talking Codswallop. Codswallop. Yep, with Gemma. Out big of, fan uh, of theirs. Big fan. Yes. We love them. Uh, Gemma is amazing. Uh, so they're out of England. So um, With a name like that, they're out of England? Well, yeah, you know, Codswallop. Wow. I mean, England is just one big... It's just England, right? There's no, like, villages or... No. 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 Yeah. I don't... I don't... Actually, I guess I'm not sure where in England she's at. Exactly That's right. That's question. why I asked that. Swindon? She, we'll say she's, she's in Swindon. In, she's not in Swindon. No one's in Swindon. All right. No one is. <laughs> is that where that paper factory is at? The, in in the the uh, UK version of the office? Are they in is Swindon? It? I don't I know. I swear they are. No, the first time I heard Swindon was in a Eddie Izzard joke. Oh, really? <laughs> I swear they're in Swindon. Where it was, <laughs> it was Swindon, British people trying to go to the Scranton, moon. Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to need another bit of ladder. <laughs> Swindon, are, do you read me? I love how we're both doing pop culture references and think that each one of us is listening, but we're not to each no, other. We are not. So great. And those are just many of the features you'll find on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, go listen to Talking Cod Swallop uh, and then check out the other podcasts on the No Phony Podcast. Do network. it. We're told you to do it, so do yep. it. NoFonyNetwork.com. NoFonyNetwork.com. It's got everything. Everything you wish for in a podcast. They have it. They got it. They got it. Podcast about making pottery? Sure, we don't have that one yet. But if you do, if you have one. If you send me $7 in the mail, you know, I might might start that one too because I've got like 70 podcasts. Okay. 
<laughs> this week we're doing Adam's Family Values. This yes. is a movie that was the sequel, of course, to Adam's Family, based on the Adam's Family TV show. It was uh, directed by Barry Sonnenfeld, who uh, Sonnenfeld, not Seinfeld, but Son uh, Sonnenfeld, right? That's how you yes. pronounce his name. Yes. He directed the first one. You might also know him as the director of all the um, uh, Men in Black movies. Yes, that's correct. Correct. And also uh, producer and director of um, the Lemony Snicket series mm-hmm. on Netflix, which kind of has you some can, similarities you can yeah, see you can, through this. You can feel that. Right. And also the, he was a producer and directed the pilot of one of my favorite shows and one of my favorite pilots ever. Which is pushing daisies. Yep. Which is that pilot is just. But you can flat feel the. Yes. Yeah, you can yes. feel his style in that. Well, he builds. He likes to build a universe, and yes. so when now he's playing with the universe that's already been built, but he kind of is is kind of building even on top of that. So uh, I think he does a, a really good job here, and from what we saw of the Limited Snicket uh, TV series, what's that called? The Life of What Whatever it's called. A series of unfortunate. Yes, yeah, series of unfortunate events. Sorry. Um, I think that uh, he does a wonderful job uh, setting tones and, and uh, finding um, like a balance between <laughs> darkness and lightness that is in a way that, uh, you know, like you have Tim Burton that does it, right? Yeah. You know how he has these. It's kind of because this is kind of Tim Burton-esque in a way, like all these, you know, movies that, that he kind of produces reminds me of Tim Burton movies, but... I don't want to call him Tim Burton light. I just want to call him like, I don't know, because I feel like it's just a different way of of kind of finding the joy out of the macabre, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, but he still does it. So anyway, there you go. That's my that's my story of that direction. Uh, all right. Have a good night, everybody. All right. Have a good night. Have everyone. a good night. So I thought we'd do something different with uh, why... Uh, Talking about this movie, dropping the deuce on this one. But before we do that, do we have a plot synopsis, Jeremy? We do. We let me, do. Let me read on through that here. So, Pugsley and Wednesday Adams aren't very happy with the new addition to their family, their new baby brother, Pubert. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's my favorite video game, by the way. <laughs> Pubert? Yeah. It's like Princess an adolescent the- kid that has to, like, climb blocks of stairs. And just mumble under with With brain. a really long nose. Yes, that's true. <laughs> doesn't doesn't Kubert didn't he have like a really yeah. long nose? Yeah. yeah, he had a like orange tube. Yeah, like a nose. little orange. Yeah, Kubert. Yeah. yeah, I'm angry, Kubert. <laughs> Morticia is restless, and Gomez only wants her to be happy, so he tries to fix everyone's problems by hiring a nanny. The Adams family finally finds the perfect nanny in Debbie, a seemingly innocent woman with an impeccable wardrobe and a way with her hands. She charms the family especially Uncle Fester, who is head over heels for her. However, Wednesday and Pugsley see through her sensual facade. She's not a line you hear every day. Uh, (laughs) Debbie is only after Fester for his money. Before they can rat on her, she has the kids sent off to summer camp, and she and Fester get married. While she tries several times to kill Fester and make it look like an accident, Pugsley and Wednesday must battle battle ever-cheery camp directors and spoiled rich kids to get back to their family and warn them of Debbie's plans. Right. Yeah. This movie uh, was written by Paul Rubinek. Paul Rubinek is famous for uh, coming in and kind of um, uh, like fixing scripts. Like he's a script doctor. 
Like Paul he, Rudnick? Yeah, Paul. No, is it Paul Rudnick or Rudnick? Rudnick. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, but he's like a script doctor. He comes in and like tries to fix, but he's also written many that are on his own, and this is one of them. He actually uh, went in, and uh, he's the original writer, I do believe, of uh, the Sister Act movie, yeah. when it was a, a vehicle towards Bette Midler. Oh, and wow. then when, because Bette Midler was supposed to be the Sister Act, um, but when it went to um, Whoopi Goldberg, he wanted his name off of it. Um, oh, so there's that. And also um, another, uh, Joan, because uh, uh, Joan Cusack is... is the uh, the nanny in this movie, but he also wrote In and Out, which is another Joan Cusack movie, and the Stepford Wives, and the Stepford Wives, which is you know yes. So we're getting a theme here, and also hmm. Jeffrey. So it's Happy Pride Month, everyone. So uh, anyway, it's <laughs> <laughs> like wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait but the a reason minute. why I brought that up, the the, the whole uh, Joan Cusack connection. There are a lot of people in this movie who have done other movies or other projects together. When we started watching this movie, it was yeah. like six degrees of Adam's family values. Yes, it was. It was uh, It was quite funny. So I thought what we would do uh, when dropping the deuce on this is kind of just talk about each each character and what we didn't or did like about it and uh, like kind of our favorite scenes of those characters. Yeah. Um, if you want to do that way. Yeah, absolutely. So let's start with, uh, let's just start with Angelica Houston, shall we? So let's drop yeah. the deuce. On Adams Family Values. Yes. So Angelica Houston, of course, plays Morticia Adams. Um, I think she's the perfect Morticia Adams. She is. You know? I actually, when I think of Morticia Adams, well, and and there's a lot of this. Like, this movie, obviously, I kind of, you know, was growing up around this time. And so uh, I think of these more often than, like, the classic characters. The, yeah, than the classic characters. Yeah, uh, or the classic actors and everything yeah. with it. But, like... Um, Who played uh, Morticia in the, in the show? Yes. <laughs> a, a her name came up earlier. I swear to you, this week we talked about her. But anyway, Did that's we? fine. I'll figure it out real quick. Uh, I think she... I'm agreeing with you. I think that she just brings something to this. It's, it's a very subtleness that she brings to it. Yeah. But it's it's also just just tremendous to watch. Well, also, it's not like um, it's not like cynical. Like it could be very like cynical, gloomy, and like one note, whatever. Yeah. But like I watch her, and I watch her expressions with things, and she's just. I, I yeah. like that she portrays it. She's just a gal like anybody else. Just weird right. you know like she she goes to powder her nose with debbie she you know she kind of gives these looks to like to people like oh no yeah like i mean she angelica houston does so much with which is her look yeah anyway i mean yes. just angelica houston it's the way she looks yeah she will stare you down or she'll just look at you and you're like oh carolyn there's jones, something about what's that carolyn jones yes there's something about Angelica Houston in this movie where I feel like sometimes when you watch a movie and you're like that actor is phoning it in, I feel like she is super excited to do this movie. Like you know what I mean? Like she's yeah. like, I'm. This is how I'm gonna play. Like she's she loves doing these movies. This is how I'm gonna play it. Like she already has an idea, right? Yes. Of how to play yeah. it. So recently they they did a live uh, version of uh, All in the Family. Right? Yeah. Where Marissa Tomei was uh, Edith Bunker. And you could tell during that whole production that 
she was like loving every minute of it. Oh, yeah. That's how I feel like Angelica Houston is in this movie. Like she's like, I love playing this role. I will, you know what I mean? Yeah. I um, feel like I just imagine her like breaking down and laughing a yeah. lot, like during, yes. during things with like certain yes. looks. I also feel like like her and Raul, like she's like, yeah, I got to work with Raul Julia. Sure. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I can play off that. You know, like I, I don't think maybe, maybe with another actor, it, w- it would have worked. But I just don't think it would have worked as well. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you were to put a different actor as, as Gomez, I don't think it would have worked as well. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. She's not in it as much as I want her to be. Yeah, in this movie, it's more directed towards the kids and more the Joan Cusack character. But one of my favorite scenes of her is when she is giving birth. And she's like, she's like, yeah. she's like, do you need uh, like, uh, and you know, do you need anything for the pain? No. Do you need an aesthetic? Nothing at all. Uh, no, thank you. Yes. Please do ask the kids if they want something. Yes, yes. It's, it's the way she delivers her lines. It's just so like, of course, like, just so matter of a fact, you know. Yeah. That's that's what I love about her. I love, and at the beginning, she just goes, wonderful, wonderful news. Yeah. I'm having a baby. Right now, <laughs> it's, it's so crazy like, though. But I think it's because we're not expected to be. I mean, it's Adam's family, so it's like there is part of it that's rooted in reality, and part of it that's not because it's ridiculous. Yeah. So that you can be ridiculous, and these two movies really play a fine line very well of being re- not too ridiculous, but just enough to like wink at the audience. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so, the first one, like, I didn't really think there was enough of her in the first one. I don't one think either. there is either. <laughs> I just want her to, like, just, just, oh, no, that's not my favorite scene. Do you know my favorite scene of what? hers? She's reading Cat in the Hat. Oh, yeah. To the kid. And, like, it's, I turn to you, I go, this is why Angelica Houston is a great actress. <laughs> she can read Cat in the Hat to you, and you're like, yes, continue. Because she's like, the cat sat on the mat. And you're like, oh my God, read the phone book to and, me. And she looks like she's in pain. By this point, the baby has yes. the baby has started turning normal. Yeah. And she's like, oh no. Like yeah. it's the baby is sick. <laughs> uh and so so she's reading the cat in the hat and she just looks like she's in pain. Yeah. But like, but kudos too. Like again, like the character is not evil. No, she's they're just, not evil. She's just macabre. She's macabre. And so like she's She's doing what she needs to do yeah. for her baby. Yeah, that's great. Uh, you know, I wonder if that's what happened to, uh, what was it to uh, the, was it Lily Monster? No, who's the. You're, now you're on the monsters? Yeah, I am on the monsters. Mm. The, the cousin. Oh, the cousin? Yeah. Oh, because she's pretty? The normal the one. The normal one? Because Maybe the she ugly was one? the weird one yeah, and like her, her Uncle Fester left and yeah. she turned into. Well, let's talk about uh, Gomez Adams. Gomez Adams, of course, in the original was played by uh, John Aston. Yes. Uh, which famously played by John. I mean, that's like yeah. his role, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like hard to beat that. But like Raul Julia has a way oh. of like just his suaveness. Yes. And his like that man was cool. I don't care who you are. Like people wanted to be Raul Julia. Yeah. Like these movies were just like, yeah, I want to be him. Yeah. Like there were there were like upcoming actors that were like they were like who's your who who are your idols and I remember hearing a lot of people say Raul Julia because they, they just the the amount of like like 
acting that he just oozes out onto the screen, just in anything that he did, yeah. was amazing. And so take something like so that could be so simple like this movie, and yet it's not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's there's a certain nuance to even this performance that I'm like, kudos to you, <laughs> Julia, the guy from Kiss of a Spider Woman. Okay, come on, like you know. <laughs> No, um, he, um, I will say, like, he does an excellent job here, mm-hmm. like, um, giving some, again, like, he shares glances with, like, uh, Angelica Houston. That, oh, those two like, are just they amazing. They say so much. They play so well off of one another. Yeah. And I love, like, again, it's macabre, but he's got this great, like, yeah. almost, uh, almost like an upbeat optimism, just in a very macabre kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking about it. And I'm like, God, like he would just be like, I don't think I would be like creeped out to be around. No, Gomez Adams. no, I wouldn't be creeped out. And he'd be, he'd be fun yeah. to hang out and with. It's almost but. like the stuff that is kind of dark were, were like accidents in the, in the movie. You know yeah. what I mean? Like when they, you know, fester in the, the bachelor party, they yeah. accidentally bake the girl inside but, the cake. But what a great delivery too. <laughs> right. It's just so like, the deliveries that he has in this are very funny, which you often forget by from a like from a very serious actor like him, you forget like how funny it is he is. But if you look at uh, yeah, it's so great. Sorry, um, like I, oh god, I just I, I just have always I thought like maybe if that guy if that guy was still alive, they should have done with Angelica Houston. They should have done like um, a Macbeth like with them. Oh, that would, that be would have been amazing. Yeah. I would have loved that. I, can I tell you like one of my favorite scenes of course. just with um, the two of, uh, it really is more about like the two of like Gomez and Morticia. Yeah. In, uh, they go to the restaurant, they go on a double date with Debbie and fester yes this is my favorite thing too where they're in that cave by the way i want yes. that cave restaurant yeah the I don't cave, know where restaurant. That cave restaurant is. there are some restaurants like that i know I but i know. want to go to that one for some <laughs> um so they're sitting there and like there's a. I like how it's you again realize that they're rooted in, in reality somewhat reality, too yes. like he goes uh there's one they're they're talking and like Fester has a cro- uh, croissant in his mouth, and he like takes it out and hands it to Debbie, and Morticia and Gomez kind of like give each other this kind of like <laughs> worrisome side look like oh yes. boy yes and so then Morticia goes oh that's how they do it in wherever he's very Europe you know he's traveled right. all over it's how they do it in Europe right and like it's just this great like they're trying to cover up and if trying it to was, cover up yeah. if it was a uh, if it was a sitcom, mm. it would be this kind of like slapsticky. We've all yes. seen the scenes yes. where there's something funny about the undertone that they deliver yes. these lines that are just so great. And then they're, of course, they're not they're not broad yeah. or like you know slapsticky like you said. And then of course like the almost over the top cheesy like uh, rom- the romantic aspect of it where they're always yeah. like they just. Could be having the worst thing, and all of a sudden they're just like, "Cara mia." Yes, you know, like, when, they, uh, when my favorite scene is when they're dancing. Yeah, and they're they're spinning. Obviously, it's not them, but they're spinning them around. And then, like, some lady has a cigarette, and he just like, 
oh, hold on, let me light it for you. Yeah. Like, it's such the, like, if that's not Raul Jewel, like, I swear, he was just like, can we just put that in? I just want that to put that in because I'm suave. I think, you know I, mean? I think some of that, like some of the I earlier really dancing do. pieces on them is actually them <laughs> because really they do. both can dance. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, with, uh, they with can. some. Yeah, I don't know if they degree. did the extreme stuff. Not the extreme but yeah. stuff, no. But. but I do love when uh, at the end all the champagne, champagne. bottles bust yeah. open. Uh, and of course, in the meantime, like uh, <laughs> they cut back to Christopher Lloyd mm-hmm. as Uncle Fester, and he's got like bread sticks up his nose. <laughs> <laughs> so here's this like smoldering romantic thing, and yeah. then you come back, and he's like, <laughs> so let's talk about Christopher Lloyd as yeah. Uncle Fester. So Uncle let's Fester obviously uh, was. Uh, Sorry, I don't know who did it, uh, the original. I keep going back to the Munsters, too. Why am I going back to the Munsters as well? My bad. Probably because I know the Munsters a little bit more Yeah. than Adam's family. Uh, in the first one, it was ja- uh, Jackie Coogan. Okay. Oh, yes, it was Jackie Coogan. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, right. There's uh, with Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd is in this movie quite a lot, I would say. Um, to the point where I'm like, it's not my favorite of Christopher Lloyd's performances. No. Um, and it's honestly n- not my favorite part of the movie. To no, the it is not. Um, it's almost like, because this is the point where it's like, it becomes more slapsticky, you know, through yeah. Christopher Lloyd. But that's just the way Christopher Lloyd is. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, again, not saying Christopher Lloyd is a bad actor. I'm just saying that. There's parts of him when it's him and Joan Cusack. Sometimes it goes on a little bit too long yes. for, for my taste. I don't know about you. Yeah, I I agree. Actually, I um I'm not that big of a fan of Christopher Lloyd's portrayal of Uncle Fester overall. Um I just never really was. Like I love Christopher Lloyd too. Right. And but like in the first one, I was a little bit more willing to accept it, right? Um, just because he he also, despite it being just like you know your standard over the top kind of thing, like but a fitting kind of over the top. But I don't think he was. This in, one, if was, I remember correctly, he wasn't in it as much as like the, this one was he. Yeah, well, he he shows up a little bit later. Later, yeah. But it's that's because he's you don't think it's really him. Sorry or about that. Whatever. Uh, but this one, he. He's in it way too much, and he's like, it's just more of a mugging thing. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's not, I mean, kind of how he portrayed, um, how Jackie Coogan portrayed Uncle Fester, like, a little bit, but not... Not to that point. Not to that degree. Um, That... this performance is a stage performance. It's not a movie performance. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes very much sense. That yeah. should be on, like, you know, because you're playing to the back of the, the, the theater. That's, you know, this performance should be on, like, the musical version of uh, of The Adams Family. Not yes. the movie, I think. Agreed. I mean, I get what they're trying to do. And I guess the good point about Uncle Fester is that he does bring the plot to a point yes. of connecting with, through the brotherhood ship of Gomez Adams, yes. which is a nice sweet moment in the movie. But, which I thought was much better fleshed out in the first one. Yeah. Um, also, like, uh, 
I think that what worked in the first one that didn't hear was like in the first one, he was like learning the stuff and like coming into That's it. That's true. He thought it yeah. was weird at first. Um, you know, but eventually was, I, I don't know. Like in this one, mm-hmm. it just seemed like it was okay. It's pretty awkward. I mean, and for me really, like it's hard to, it's hard to beat Jackie Coogan. It's really Jackie hard Coogan, to beat Jackie Coogan. I mean, we're talking, the guy is Jackie Coogan, such a prolific actor. Mm-hmm. Talking to the kid from from the kid, mm-hmm. um, you know the we've seen him and all sorts of stuff. I mean, sure. this, the guy had a huge career, right? And like, uh, honestly, like it, it's hard for me to to beat Jackie Coogan as Uncle Fester. Correct, me too. You know, now, but there, who? But who would you cast? I think Christopher Lloyd is fine. Is a fine. He's fine. He just needs to like. I don't know. It's like they portrayed Uncle Fester as like something's wrong with it. Yeah, <laughs> like like compared to all the other performances. Yeah, you know, and I'm I'm excluding Joan Cusack because she's not part of the, the family, but like all the other family members. Yes, he's and like he's always been over the top, but it's almost like it's way too over the top. Yeah, you know, it, what I mean? yeah, it's way too like so I'm like, what is it's wrong? Way with you? You're contradicting of everyone function. else. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the, the one part that I did kind of like, it was, um, he, uh, it was after, um, they get married, go on their honeymoon, uh, Joan Cusack tries to kill him because she's the black widow. Sure. She tries to kill him and he's got the, whatever, the light bulb in his mouth, you know, this over the top. I, even then I was like, okay, with that one little bit, cause he's like, sorry, cause he acted like it was an accident. But when he gets to the bedroom and he starts talking to her, sure, I got that you. was like the one time yes. when he was not like over the top or completely dimwitted. He was just kind of naive, right? It was a, it was almost like right. he changed how he portrayed it in that moment, sort of. Which I was like, okay, yeah, okay, like I can get behind that. I'm going to assume that you know these aren't. I mean, this his character is not really written fully. So there's not right. really a lot to go on. The, the but either movie. I think I don't think Angelica Houston and Raul Julia either, but they're doing it. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know. Yeah. No, and that's a poor uh, yeah. Morticia always suffers from that. It was kind of like that in the first movie too. Mm, I thought. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about Joan Cusack, who plays yeah. Debbie, who is uh, turns out to be the Black Widow. She's killing. She's marrying rich men and killing them off for their yes. money. So she uh, she marries Fester. Obviously, and um, I don't know how you feel about her. And as far as like she's this villain, she's pretty much the villain of the movie, right? Yeah. Like, how did you feel about that? Um, there's parts of it I liked and parts of it yeah, I didn't. It, it's kind of. I feel like it got real rushed through part of it, like towards the end of it. Yeah, like uh, I think you could have done with less of the attempted murders or at least shorten those scenes up uh-huh. and that way you could have more of them and make more humorous yeah. um but like when they had them they just really dragged it out well okay that's that's the that those are the scenes that are the most cartoonish of the whole show yes. right are those and so those don't work for me because I'm 40 and so I'm not gonna <laughs> yeah. but I don't think they work for me then either like I felt no. like I it no, just felt like me either no I don't don't need that 
But it's also the fact that, like, there's scenes where, because she's trying to kill him, there's different scenes where she tries to kill him. The worst one of them all, the worst offender, is the one where she puts a bomb, right, yeah. in a box. So it's like the whole classic, I make a bomb out of a, a uh, like, a ticking Old clock. alarm clock, yeah. Like, alarm clock. So you set a timer. So he doesn't need to, like, open the box if it's a timer. Right. So I don't know why you're putting, you know, you know what I mean? So I don't know why you're like, don't open the box. Well, if it's a timer, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of ridiculous. And uh, I just, I, I hate that. It just reminded me of Wiley Coyote. Yes. You know? I'm yeah. like, ugh, whatever. Also, like, okay, if it was an accident or no. whatever, you don't think people are going to check if there's a fucking bomb that right. goes off in the whole place? <laughs> it blew up your palatial freaking mansion. I, I am going to tell you, I think that they cast the right person, though. I think that like she is probably the best person to yeah. do this if that's what they were going for. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect casting. I I did like when uh every time she like failed on one of the murder attempts <laughs> and then she'd be like, What the hell? Like she just seemed like very that was like who she really was. And we got to I think yeah. Joan Cusack really portrayed those moments okay. There's a lot of cameos in this. Can we talk about the cameo that happened with her? That was that was wonderful when when she had the bomb. Oh, she went to a bar. Yes, there was a bunch of sailors there, and there was they had the the song Macho Man, and one of the sailors was Tony Shalhoub. Yeah, was Monk himself, Tony Shalhoub, with a martini in his hand, singing Macho Macho Man. Oh, you know, and I was just like, yes, that's exactly what I want my Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> my Shalhoub should always be like that. Yeah, he just shaloop, Yeah, he's That's, way, way billed very low. That was the this. salt and pepper parody of Shoop called Shaloop. Shaloop, 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 Shaloop. Girls, what's my weakness? Detectives with OCD. Yeah, girls, what's my weakness? Monk, monk. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, so sorry. Um, so he shows up for the for two seconds. Yes. So. Um, I part of me is like, there there was this whole um, she's this murderous like you know crazy lady and everything else, and I'm like, part of me was almost expecting them to be like, but don't you understand? Like you're an Adams. That's what makes right. you an Adams is that you're this like macabre you know, yeah. horror person. And I, I was like, I was lo- looking for that and not like how it ended sure. where she dies. So I'm going to talk about uh, the fact that we have, uh, uh, oh, I wanted to talk to about the next character, Granny, who's played by Carol King. Grandmama. Yeah. 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 Which um, not enough of her, but just enough. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, I don't need a lot, but I kind of wanted more, but I'm glad I didn't get more. Yes. Because it's just like, because sometimes Carol Kane can drive you nuts. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, but when this, oh, so when this came out, she was not that old. And Carol so King always seems like she's old. Why does she always seem like she's 82 years old? <laughs> she was, Even on well, Taxi. Well, now she looks like, now she looks like Lillian from, uh, 
from uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> like she, it was like now she really does look like Granny. It was like she really was Grandma Mom. Like looking <laughs> in the future, she's just playing the character from, from <laughs> Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. But she before. sounds the same. Think about it. Like she oh, sounds. She, that's the same what it is. That's yeah. what it is. I think she she doesn't age because she ages because her voice is yeah. always the same. Yeah. Um, um, I'm not a big fan of this. I, I just, actually thought she was better in this one than the first I thought she one. probably was too, but it's also like, it's just a side character. So I don't think yeah. we really, really need to discuss much about that. Basically, because I wanted to, to talk about the three kids, the three main kids at the summer camp. Well, and... and but we'll talk about this, that. With Granny, to, uh, Grandmama also. Um, it's interesting. She like... When uh, Joan Cusack, when Debbie is showing the slideshow of like all the terrible things she's done, uh, Grandmama obviously like understood her. Oh, and they, but when did they ever do this for you? You know, like she got what they were, what she was getting at. And that's why I thought like, oh, she was going to be an Adams and like, you know, everybody'd be happy. But uh, yeah, like it just, I thought like Carol Kane had some great delivered lines. Well, she had some great delivered lines. I just was like, I, I'm glad they didn't use her more than they did. So. Yes, me too. So let's get to the point of uh, where, what we were talking about for this topic, which was summer camp. So we got the three kids yes. at summer camp and I do say the three because they, uh, they befriend uh, like, I want to say he's Jew. I don't want to be, you know, yeah, he's Jewish, right? Yes. Kind of in a way played by the kid from numbers. I can't think of his name right David now. David Crumholz. Yes. Who is also in numbers with Peter McNichol, who plays one of the very cheesy Gary camp counselors. Granger, yep. Yes. Yes. So it's uh, Christine Baranski and Peter McNichol. They're playing camp counselors. Gary and Becky Granger. Yes. Gary and Becky. And they're playing it. Like, I turn to you and I go, they're probably having the most fun about this movie because oh God, they're yeah. just like, hey, everything cheesy that and, you like to do. And, and when they're like. When they cheer and go, yay, they do this weird jump thing, too, <laughs> and they do it in tandem. And yes. so I'm like, I just feel like they were off screen going, oh, my God, we should totally do this jump thing. Also, I we need more, like, a, not buddy cop movie, but I need more of those two together in a movie. Yes. <laughs> for, oh, it yeah. It just worked for some reason. And whoever casted that and put those two together was, I think, great. Um, but we have him. Um, uh, yes. And then, um, uh, obviously, the uh, the Adams kids. So we have uh, Pugsley Adams, played by Jimmy Workman. And then, um, of course, uh, Wednesday, who's played by Christina Ricci. Yes. Now, um, a little bit of information that I looked up. Uh, uh, Jimmy um, Workman, who played Pugsley Adams, found out that his sister is um, Ariel Winter from, from uh, Modern Family. Yeah. Which is very bizarre. And who does, she does a lot of voice work too. Like she she's does. becoming very well known yeah. as like this voice actress. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And so there's a, a bunch of, like his family life wasn't the greatest. Yeah. Uh, well. Through the era winter. Yeah. Thing where yeah. they were, they were trying to get custody. Of allegations against the mother. Yes. And the mother got custody taken away and it went to through his, through his other sister. sister. Yeah. Who he was like, uh, still probably a bad move. Yeah. So then he was trying. He's like, look, if you don't let my mom Very have her, bizarre. at least let me have her. And like was trying to get custody then himself. Very and bizarre. then Ariel Winter finally was like, I'm an emancipated minor. And like just Very bizarre. rolled out. Yeah. Um, I, I think that he's fine in, this, in these two movies. I think he plays the role how he should play the role. Yeah. I don't think there's anything that uh, that he needs to do. 
because the main person in this is Wednesday Adams. Yeah. The, 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 the person who steals this movie is Christina Ricci, in my opinion. Yes. Oh, God, yes. Every delivery line that she has, you're like, this girl is on to things. She is going... She's wonderful. Yeah. She's going to be something. And she's going to just knock it out of the park every time. Every line that she delivers in this, at what age is she in this? Um, I mean, she has to be... She was under 10 in the first one. Yeah. So she has to be 14? Something yeah, like that? See. 14, she 15? Was, no, she was... Uh, this came out in 93. Okay. So let's say like she's 12 or 13. Up for a 12 to 13 year old getting all that, all the nuances that she gets. Yes. She is she is the child of Raul Julia and Angelica Houston. Yes. She, it's like she knew. Yeah. I don't know oh what it God. is about her performance well, that I'm just like, whoa, and blown she, away by it. She also is not like, because Wednesday never smiles and is very like deadpan oh with God. everything. It's her eyes. It's her her eyes. eyes fucking kill me. Her eyes in this and movie. the way she delivers it. And because it's it's the comparison of her eyes and her cadence of her voice. Yes. Just crack you up. She, um. I mean, she, it's she just goes, simple throwaway lines. There's throwaway lines that any, like a sitcom, you would just be like, oh, that's a throwaway line. Delivers it with a punch. Well, there's, okay, so. Like it reminds me of, like, Michael J. Fox, how he would just deliver, yeah. like, you know what I mean? That young. And there's stuff that I see that I missed when I was younger mm-hmm. that I was cracking up about this time. Like, there's there's one where uh, Debbie says, um, you know, you don't like the new baby, do you? And she's like, no. And then Debbie says, uh Oh, you probably wish it was just the two of you again, don't you? <laughs> right. And she goes, she like side eyes Pugsley <laughs> and goes more or less. Yes. And I was, I was cracked. I've it's never like paid per- attention to it's that. It's perfect. I never paid attention. It's her eyes. It's her eyes that do tell it. Tell you the, the make it's the like joke. She happen. could have gone really far with that or like not enough. Right. Yes. She hits it perfectly. Yeah. So I don't know who's coaching her or if that's just instinct, but I feel like it is. Yeah. And there, but my favorite scene, my favorite scene, they lock them away because they're, because they obviously they want to do their Thanksgiving show at a summer camp, which doesn't yes. make sense. It's a celebration of white people. Uh, pretty much. So anyway, about, um, like all the, but they're like, I don't want to be in it. So they all lock the different people are the Indians. Right. So they lock all three of those kids in. And they make him watch like Little Mermaid and Annie, like all these like very cheesy, you know. By the way, Annie was directed by John Houston, which is on Jackie yes. Houston. Um, I just need to do that pop reference. <laughs> also, Peter McNichol and the one kid wearing numbers together. David Crumholtz. Yes. Yeah. Wearing numbers together. Sorry, I can never remember his name. Um, but she, she comes out. She's like, "Yes, I'm ready to play Pocahontas," and she's like, "Oh, that's so exciting." Are you sure? And like she smiles, but she does this yeah. smile, and everyone goes, oh, "Well, she's scaring me." Yeah, she's <laughs> it's so wonderful. She doesn't just no, smile. She doesn't do it right she away. Does she does this thing where she, eyes, you see she, this thing where she's her eyes look pained, and then you see her mouth do this like tremble, and it's like kind of like it's never right. made a smile before, right? And so it makes this kind of smile, 
And then she like shows her teeth with it and her eyes are huge. <laughs> That's when all the kids get right. freaked out. Oh, it's so great. It's like if you were in into goth in like the 90s, she would have to be your goddess. I'm swear. It's yeah. so like wonderful, you know, and I, I, you know, and I think a lot of that is her. It has to be her because knowing her and seeing other roles that she's been in where she has that punch, but nothing compares to like I've seen movies with her and it's just I don't know. These movies are like just some of her best work. And I, I hate to say it like that. Not like she's bad because I don't think she's a bad actress at all. I just am just amazed by this age. Even yes. when she delivers the line in the first one about the Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. It's just spot on. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it just highlights even more during during this. And it's they got her at the right age yes, too to do that. You know what I mean? And there is there's like a scene where when they're announcing the parts for the show. Yes. And uh she goes uh <laughs> she they say, Oh, and Pocahontas will be Wednesday Adams. And you see, because they're in the they're behind the bleachers, her and uh Glick and uh, Pugsley and they're talking about serial killer trading cards. Mm -hmm. They announce the role and you see her head kind of go up over the top (laughs) of the bleacher and her eyes have this like, oh my god what? Like panic. Yeah. Um, And like another scene where they're trying to escape. They're trying to escape. And they're they're at the fence and uh, they're like, you know what'll help? And they start singing Kumbaya in unison. Oh, that? And everybody's just looking, except oh, that's Wednesday's, amazing. Yes. Wednesday's eyes are like huge. Yes. And she does this little thing where she grabs her the hand fence. grabs the fence. When she like, grabs the fence, <laughs> lost it. Yeah. You know, just, so like the there's a moment towards the end of the of by the way, um and we'll talk about oh god, I got something else to say, but um, there's a scene when they're leaving because they're going. They want to go back, and um, after the whole uh, Thanksgiving uh, massacre, because <laughs> that's yeah. pretty much what it is. Um, and he's he's on one side of the fence and she's on the other. It's like the most Wes Anderson moment yes. in a non-Wes Anderson movie. Yes, <laughs> that you could get. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it felt very Wes Anderson. It for did me. feel very Wes Anderson. I don't know. That's just me though. So can I say too? Like I mean, overall, like the costuming in this movie is really good. No, I, I agree. Um, but the summer camp stuff I love because well, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Every time that they went back to the John Cusack or the Joan Cusack, not John Cusack. By the way, yeah, John Cusack. Joan Cusack is not John Cusack and drag. I had a friend that actually had to tell that to his, to his uh, um, aunt, because she believed that. You know, I'm I'm really disappointed. Anyway, that it's, what? I'm really disappointed that it's not true. Though. Yeah, it's not true. Um, every time they would go back to them, I would be like, go back to the summer camp. Yeah, right. Like, is that dragged a little bit for me? Yes. But I loved every scene at the summer camp. I was like, just give me more of that. I, I just wanted them at yes. the summer camp. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's I could have done with that. But I guess they had to have some plot plus their kids so they can only work yeah. so long. Yeah. Um, but, like, I love that. And the camp to me is so great because of, like, the costuming really does a lot. So all the boys are in blue. The girls are in orange. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the color schemes. Uh, David Crumholtz <laughs> right. has 
plaid shorts. Yes. Or like his stuff never matches everybody else. Like he yeah. has his own like nerdy look. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then of course the the Adams kids are all in black and white. And even like when they go swimming, they're wearing like Victorian swimming costumes. Yeah, but, but it, doesn't that remind you of Anderson? Wes Anderson in a yes. way? It has that feel to it. But that's another, you know, auteur that like builds his own you know, uh, the uh, universes. Yes. And like makes you fall in love with those and kind of has that macabre, yes, you know, like wonderful, nice macabreness to it. So it's hard not to think that like maybe there's there's a little bit of influences through these movies that maybe Wes Anderson took as far as like theme wise, maybe not like shot wise, but like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yes. So that's what I believe. But yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, I would say you've been deuced on this this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, everybody, I think people... Should we talk about our familiar. five questions? Uh, we should we talk about the five it. questions. I guess overall, we've talked about some of the stuff that we do like. Yeah. Overall, like, what's your favorite part of this movie? I think, hands, look, I'm with you on the costumes. I'm also with you on the music. I know you didn't say the music, but I think yeah. you like the music too as well. I did, yes. Um, I think you said that to me, but I really love the music. And I also like the set pieces as well. Yes. There's something about that too that is that I like because it's set into a universe that they're, they're building or they're even building even further. But it's hard not to look past Christina Ricci in this yes, movie. Yes, absolutely. She's the best part of this movie and the reason why... I think people come back and revisit this movie. And I also believe that this movie is better than the original. I'm yep. saying it right here. This is my opinion. I actually would probably watch this before I would watch it. I know I'm answering the question before, but yeah, I think, well, and I'll get to that yeah. too, but um, I think again, I'm with you. Best part of this movie for me is Christina Ricci. Mm-hmm. Like I think, her her looks like what she's the, the way she delivers the line everything is just just freaking brilliant mm-hmm. and um for somebody her age to be able to pull it off I think was amazing mm-hmm. um and I think she actually elevates like Pugsley's uh Jimmy Workman's performance is like not over the top no great at all but she helps elevate right. what he, his delivery was. So too, his I believe you. Too. Yeah, I believe that too. Um. Anyway, but like, I think she's phenomenal, and actually, people have called to try to get her back to like, hey, let's have a new movie. Okay. You know, like that continues a story somewhere else, but like that has her. They want basically they want, they her want being Wednesday, Wednesday as older. Back, yeah. Okay. Which I'm like. I wouldn't be opposed. I wouldn't I be opposed to that, but I would actually just make her Morticia. Why, yeah. why, why not? Yeah. But whatever. I guess so. But how are you going to... I don't know. I don't know. No. We'll talk uh, about uh, that. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Also, Tony Shalhoub. Yes. Shalhoub. There's Shalhoub also one other cameo that is uh, that we need to mention. Uh, Nathan Lane shows up yes. as a cop after... Uh, you know, uh, they're, they're trying to get Fester to come back. And, and Nathan they, they Lane like, yes. played Gomez Adams and on Nathan Broadway. Nathan Lane played Gomez Adams, correct, yeah. in uh, the musical version of The Adams Family. Yes. Is Adams Family Values the musical or just, just Adams, Adams Family? family. Okay. Well, it, he didn't play it before the 
musical came out. Right, right. Before the movie came out. Sure. But no. Um, I didn't know if the musical was just the Adams Family yeah. or, you know. Oh, I know who I didn't mention. Dana Ivey. Oh, Dana Ivey Dana is Ivey. also in the she was, well, she replaced, wasn't she in the first movie? Yeah, she was yeah. like, she was like a, yeah. the crappy lawyer's who wife or whatever in the cousin first it? one. She ends up marrying cousin It. Yeah. Uh, and they have a baby named what? Yeah. So, but she's a Deuce alum. Right. Sure. She was in Legally Blonde, Red, White, and Blonde. Uh, so we got her back. Too. Yeah. What's our second question, Jeremy? Uh, would you reboot, continue, or cancel? Well, that's what we were talking about. So they did do a direct to DVD oh sequel yeah. called Adam's Family Reunion, where Gross. no one showed up to the reunion. Yes. Nobody. <laughs> pretty much. Tim Lurch. Curry. Lurch showed up. Tim Curry. Yeah. Yeah, right. You need to work. Tim Curry is Gomez Adams. Daryl Hannah is uh, Morticia. And all that sounds terrible. It probably is. Never yeah. seen it. Don't want to. Yeah. Um, but I'm kind of with you. I want more of this. But here's the thing. I wanted more of it then. I wanted yes. the third movie of it then. I don't want it now. Does I, it make sense? Yeah. I don't really want it now. Part I don't know. Me, there's something about part of it. me wants to see it part more of me wants now. To, we're like, uh, you know, where things have moved on a little bit. Mm-hmm. And but I want to see like, I almost want to see Wednesday as kind of like a like a almost like a where she doesn't seem as weird. Maybe she's just like a badass businesswoman. Right. I was just going to say that like in the business being, world yeah, where she being, has got to deal with like millennium. Her being dark and all that stuff is actually like, like the norm. Because she's because she's a hard ass boss. Right. And people respect that. And so like the weirdness makes sense like in this business world and she's found this niche and her niche and is like gone with it. Yeah. Um, and then she comes back home and realizes, oh, oh, maybe I'm too normal or something like that. But like, I could see a lot of her spin it off, playing through Wednesday, some of these things called Wednesdays. Yeah, and and now Morticia's almost like Grandmama. Yeah, although Grandmama, we could still do that. A, yeah, and we could just write off uh, Gomez and and say that he's like on a vacation or like not a vacation, or he's doing something like far in the land or he's or something past, you know. Sure, he could pass too, but it's just so like that's the thing. Like, if you want to continue this, it's so hard to do that without Raul. Agreed. So, yeah, go ahead. Um, do you think this stands on its own? There is a lot rooted in the fact that you do know Adam's family. Mm-hmm. So, having said that, there are parts that do not, but those parts that don't stand on their own, I think, don't need that much of an explanation for instance the whole the lawyer marrying cousin it might be a little bit confusing but i think for the most part of the plot that it kind of it's not like it picks up right where the first one left off or anything it's like they're going into the hospital to give birth yes right so I, i would say it fairly does i don't think it does really because i do um because it's not even just the movie standpoint. Like, okay, yeah, you don't necessarily need to know what happened in the first movie. That's what I mean. You do to some degree. But, you, again, to your point, like, it's really reliant on the fact that you know who the Adams Adams family is. So if we're just taking... So if, we're, if we're taking the Adams family TV show out of it, then yes, it doesn't rely on itself. But we, when we talked about that, 
We only talked about the first movie, not the TV show. So I say it does. You say it doesn't because based on the TV show. Yeah, because I, I don't think it stands on itself own even through that. Like you have to understand the movie. I the think show it's to understand. just the fact that we have rules and you broke them. I did no such thing. <laughs> did no such thing. So uh, I think you can just argue that on your own. But for the most part, uh, <laughs> go ahead. So what's number four? Uh, does this make you want to watch the first movie? Absolutely. It makes me want to watch the first it, movie. Me too. This move, This makes me want to watch the first movie and then this movie again. Again. Yeah. It does. Like, I really want to see Wednesday for a lot of it. Like, <laughs> and I... And I want to see, not just Wednesday, but I want to see, you know, Morticia and, and, and uh, Gomez. Do you know they have a an Adams Family animated thing coming up? Probably. Didn't they have a cartoon as well? Adams Family cartoon before? Well, they the did day? a long time yeah, ago, yeah. A long time ago. But um, no, they have a computer animated movie coming okay. out in I 2019. I think it's around Halloween. Uh, but it's got like... Who's uh, in that? We're talking voiceover work. We're not talking yes, like live action. since it's CG. Yeah. Uh, Chloe Grace Moretz is Wednesday, which probably will work. Okay. Charlize Theron as Morticia. Uh, Oscar Isaac as Gomez. No. You don't think so? No. Uh, Finn Wolfhard as Pugsley. Allison Janney's in it. <laughs> um, Allison Janney is Debbie. As this name Margot Needler. Uh, Nick Kroll as Uncle Fester. Yes. Bette Midler as Grandma. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else they got. I think that's all they have announced. Um, the Oscar Isaacs, I think, is not. I don't know. I I think it'd be fine. I mean, because he, he does voiceover work, and I did enjoy his, his voiceover work in the Homecoming podcast, but I don't know. I, I just. I, I don't think know. about him in. Um, Sucker Punch, like when he was singing, where he can be kind of smooth with how he's dealing with things. And he, was, I don't he know. did that really great. Come on, Poe. I don't think so, Poe. No, did that really I don't great think so. apocalypse. In and I'm not a big fan of that Char- or, uh, Char- or Shelley's Throne is Morticia. I think there's other people I could do that. Yeah, I'd have to see. Yeah. I, I don't know. Or hear it, but whatever. Yeah, you get what I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> 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 Correct. <laughs> All right. Um, but yes, I I'd throw that in there. Yeah, that's fine. I, some of your uh, experience in two words. You go ahead first. Mine's hard. I'm trying to think of one, but go ahead. They're creepy. No, creepy and kooky. Creepy are my two and kooky. Yeah. Um, perfect macabre is probably mine because it's just there's something about this movie that's kind of has like we were talking about where it's macabre but it doesn't yeah it's not dark happy sad in a way it's happy sad even through the plot itself even even through the kids themselves because it's like they want them to conform and they're not going to because they're there they are who they are yes it's kind of has that sadness because they do yeah i would say happy sad but uh yeah like perfect macabre yeah those are my two words boom Mic drop. <laughs> Even though I didn't drop my mic because I'm still talking, you can hear me. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Oh, you didn't take creepy oh, and kooky. No, I didn't. <laughs> I want a real answer from you. A real answer, Will McAvoy. Go. <laughs> um, I would say Adam's Family Values isn't the greatest movie. 
No. But it could be. But it could be. Oh, like it, I guess it can't be. No. The, the um, no, I think I would say... Uh, creepy and kooky? Kooky and creepy? I would say... I work. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know how I get to describe it. it but like yeah. the, the movie, like I think the thing that makes this movie is like there's dialogue. There's inner. And there's so much that's said through expression. There's inner dialogue that's that, so wonderful. Yeah. Yes. And that is fantastic. And I think that's, that's, that's not written. Along. You know, that's not stuff you write. That's that's instinct. Yes. And uh, that's what move. That's what makes this movie really good. To right. Me. As opposed to Daryl Hannah playing. Yeah. But whatever. I agree with you. There's, there is so much inner dialogue in this comedy, and and a lot of times you don't get that inner dialogue through comedy. You know what I mean? Because yes. it's more through drama. So, I agree with you. I understand when you say I work, but let's try creepy and kooky instead for your okay. two words. Okay, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> Where can people find us, Jeremy? Uh, people can find us at thedeucepodcast.podbean.com. What? You can find us on Stitcher. Uh, Google Play, Get out of here. Uh, whatever it's called now, Apple, I, uh, Apple Podcasts, Apple, Apple phone, phone Tunes, whatever. <laughs> yes, um, you can find us uh, on the NoFoniNetwork.com as right. well as well as all of our other network mates. Sure. Uh, you can uh-huh. find us on uh, uh-huh. Facebook. Uh, we are the Deuce about sequels, not, not the about the HBO, HBO series. series. The Deuce, so not quit about, trying. We're not a sports. I think there's a sports podcast called The Deuce. I think there's the Deuce and Mo. The Deuce and Mo. I think yeah. there's one about sports though. That's do because like you know, the Deuce. I think it's tennis or something like. That. No. Well, yeah. No. Okay. But no, no. We we get the Deuce from HBO. Right. We get that a lot. Fairly common. No. <laughs> we were here. First, They're like, damn it. Maggie, Maggie Gyllenhaal wasn't in um, Adam's Family Values. How? Uh, you can also find us on bad Facebook. emails like that. Or you can also find us on uh, Twitter uh, at Deuce Podcast. We'll continue with our um, camp movies uh, soon. We're going to be doing um, American Pie 2 next. Yes. Right? So we'll be doing that summer camp movies and then meatballs too. We will round it out for you. Uh, So uh, look forward to that. But remember folks, the sequel is king. Kick it. Oh yeah. Party time with the Adams family. Makes three Wednesday puzzly learned you ring your fest up grandma and thing. Wait, can't forget cousin it tag team rips another party hit. Come it's on. the Adams family movie thing. Go mesmortisha. Come, Come on, on sing. sing.